Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So this last week, I ran a little experiment. Um, I was There's something that has always kind of been in the back of my mind, was something that I wanted to actually try. And that is, how important is sort of launch marketing publicity? How important is that? Um, specifically for um, updates, rather than necessarily like like if we were launching something totally new, there's clearly an element that you just need to get the word out that the thing exists. Um, but to, at a certain point, when, when a product is mature, at a, like how important is trying to do marketing, um, advertising, how like reaching out to the press, et cetera, et cetera? Like how actually valuable is that to, to a product once it becomes mature? And that's something that I've always kind of been curious about. And so this last week. Um, I launched a relatively uh, well the, the 4.0 update to uh, Sleepless Plus, which you know we've had episodes before about version numbering and if it actually means anything or if it's important. But it was I called it 4.0 because it felt like a big enough um, an update. And the primary focus for this update is around um, I have now a bunch of uh, sort of graphs and trends and sort of ways to kind of visualize your data. Um, in ways that you couldn't before, as well as a bunch of sort of quality of life features. I think I would say that there's been a bunch of things that have been creeping up on me that people have been asking for that I just sort of finally got around to finally doing. Like you can, for example, export your sleep data as a, a CSV file now, which is something that like has been asked for, but I just had never quite gotten to. And so it was a relatively sizable update, but it was something that I just submitted to the App Store. I put in my release notes and I hit you know release to the store just like I would if it was 3.4.2. Um, and I was just curious how that would actually pan out and what that would sort of the impact that would have, not to necessarily diminish the value and importance of the update, but you know, the, Hey, there's only so many times I think that you can sort of, sort of get attention, but like you only have so much of that, that capital to spend. And it's like, was this the update that I wanted to spend? And I think too, there's just something that increasingly I have this feeling that the audience for this app is very much larger and more diverse than my own audience or the audience that I could potentially reach through other um, avenues, you know, through the various Apple, sort of Apple news blogs, I suppose, like, like that's sort of the two primary ways. Um, and I mean, in theory, there's maybe some, some overlap that if, if I, if it becomes publicized that it might get picked up um, more readily by the Apple editorial team, um, which certainly has a, a very, has more, sort of specific and measurable uh, impact. But it, the interesting thing, so I, I, I take this out, I, I release this update and I put it, I push it out and it's in some ways un, unsurprising, but the result is that the app continued to be sort of, sort of kept moving along just like it had been prior to the update. Um, the download numbers were very similar. The um, overall, like the way that my sources and everything was about the same, which is like in some ways, unsurprising but it was also something that i think is was useful to actually verify that like that just putting out putting out an update doesn't necessarily uh, do anything or accomplish something and so like now i have that data uh, i'm not sure exactly what, if i would do this again in the future but it seems like that's interesting that i did that if i don't you know if i don't publicize it things just continue on and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like the app was in a good place before. Um, in theory, the app should be in a better place now that the app got better. Like the number that I'm really interested in looking at, um, which I won't be able to see until um, probably, you know, about a month probably is the retention number, because that's the number that I think is going to be more interesting that in theory, if the app is getting better, retention should be getting better. Um, but obviously you can't tell that right away. 
but anyway, it was just a kind of an interesting experiment that I wanted to run and see. And I didn't really, I don't think it ended up like costing me anything that, um, you know, in theory, maybe I could have, if I'd made more of a fuss, things could have happened there, but ultimately I feel pretty good about it. And in this particular case, it was a good, good opportunity for it because it's an update that I've kind of been working on for a while. And then I, I like put it on pause because it seemed like Apple was about to release their own sleep tracker. And I wanted to make sure I would be um, compliant with it. And that didn't end up happening. Um, and so then it kind of got put on the shelf and then it was this thing on the shelf for a long time. So anyway, those are the kind of the reasons behind it. But anyway, that was kind of what a um, little experiment I've been running. And I was curious if you had any thoughts. Yeah, it's really interesting because if you think about like, you know, this, this kind of touches on a lot of different areas. You know, there's, there's the angle of like, you know, business wise, like we've talked about before, if you have an app that, you know, the sales are kind of just flat or that it's not succeeding financially or it's not meeting your goals or whatever, somehow it's like not working very well for you. Um, we've addressed the question before of like, should you work on a big update to that app to try to fix it? Or should you just do a completely new app instead and, and kind of just leave that one on the back burner or abandon it? And I think, and largely I think this supports the idea that like the amount of effort that you put into updates usually does not come with a commensurate boost in sales. That doesn't mean you don't need to or shouldn't do updates, but it does, it, it should inform like how much you put into them. Um, because I, I think most people, they just expect apps to continue to be compatible with whatever the OSs and hardware are in the future. And they expect apps to slowly get better as the expectations of the market grow over, over time. So for instance, like if you made if you made a notes app, you know, ten years ago, it probably didn't have to sync. But five years ago, it did have to sync. And three years ago, it would have had to support like, you know, rich attachments and rich formatting and stuff like that. Like because you know, just the market has changed expectations over time. And now like the baseline of what all notes apps are expected to have is higher than what it was, you know, years ago. So you have to kind of keep up with that baseline when you when you have an actively maintained app. But beyond that, you don't really – it's not really worth constantly investing lots into features for most apps because most apps are not judged that way and most apps are not promoted that way. Like you released a major new version with major new functionality, but no one seemed to really notice. And you can try to promote it in the press and many of us do. And and I think you it, – it's kind of – this is kind of also like a little side diversion here for me, shocking, um, that like – you and I both have enough attention on the things that we announce from some of the like Apple bloggers because we're friends with a lot of them. Just they, yeah. we happen to be in the same circles, and so anything that you and I do has a higher than normal chance of being picked up anyway, even if we didn't really announce it. Um, so that you know that 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 disclaimer aside, um, there's been a lot of updates that I've done that I have either not really promoted or that I've kind of underplayed in how I say, like, I might just say on the Twitter account, hey, there's this new update, and then, like, you know, two lines of text of what's in it, and that's it. Um, you know, I don't, like, write big blog posts and notify the press about, you know, most of my updates. Um, and some of them have, like, really major changes. Like, like in a similar vein to your CSV export feature, uh, a couple of versions ago, I, I, cha- I added... Um, per podcast settings for downloading and uh, and deleting and that had been requested for years since 1.0 people have been asking me for that feature and it was kind of a pain to do but i finally did it and like no one noticed you know like i search i added search in a major update um a couple a year ago now or so, something like that and 
no one really uses search. Although there, I have a bug in search in the current version and I'm hearing about it from everyone. <laughs> well, like proportionally, it's a very small feature. But it's so, like these things, they matter and people do appreciate them. But it's so any anything you do in an update so quickly becomes taken for granted by the user base or you do it and they're just like oh yeah it, of course you would have that finally right and it's not really like you don't get like patted on the back for having done it you often don't get a boost in sales the press often doesn't care um so to have things out there in you know in in big or medium size updates that you don't really promote i feel like is is actually just realizing to yourself that most of the time updates you do to apps aren't that big of a deal and aren't that noteworthy to the world at large and and that you do them because you want the app to be better in those ways or because the expectations of the market require it to be better in those ways but it's not really going to be a big attention getter most of the time yeah and i think there is something too like it's i think it is easy to over, either a overvalue the importance of an update and like it's easy like you think it's really cool but is it really cool like that is just always um a difficulty that we have when we're making products that uh, you know we're we're close to things and we're, we're building things or we're hearing a very specific but loud area of feedback and so it seems like well everyone should be super excited when this happens but in reality it's like there's so much of, I think, having a sustainable app that is just a, about having an essential experience that is solid, that solves people's, you know, like solves the the job to be done by the application um, in a competent way. And then having some mechanism by which you are generating um future downloads that is uh, you know that is a sustainable means that isn't something that is just based on press um because if you and if you have those two things if you you know if you're having a situation where you're competently solving the core the core problem and you have some means and that could be a variety of things it could be search rank in the app store it could be having a reliable word of mouth kind of aspect to it it could have a there's a you know you could have a imagine some kind of virality component where you the way you're sharing things or there's sort of those types of of acquisition it could be advertising if your advertising is sustainable in the sense that you know you spend uh, less on advertising than you get back from it. And so you have this kind of, it's a virtuous cycle to it. But if you have those two things, like ultimately that is what's going to make the product successful or not. Um, that the individual v- importance of a particular feature update or a particular feature uh, like addition to the core functionality is very unlikely um, to have that have that effect. I mean, in, in many ways, I think even back to, for this, for Sleep Plus Plus, like, uh, this is probably two years ago, I added automatic sleep tracking, um, rather than just the previously, it was this kind of interactive manual process, which has definitely an, enhanced the experience and made the app a lot better, and it was really cool to build. Um, interesting, I, but I think, the, while the app, like, the app is better, I don't know if its downloads or its sales um, actually improved other than the initial spike kind of you had, you know, like for two or th- for two or three weeks, downloads were great, but, um, but there was a little bit of attention to it, but then it sort of settled back down to the same place. And I'm not complaining. It's, it's, it's a good place for it to settle down to, but I think what it speaks to is it's like the previous version, the manual sleep tracking version was still a competent impl- implementation of the core problem that people were coming to the app trying to solve. The new version is better. And maybe that you know has a marginal increase in, um, in sort of these other intangible ways. And, you know, there's this kind of broad, it'll boost 
the user base and the downloads you know in in ways because that's a little bit more word of mouth there's a little bit more um retention yeah but i I feel like that's like getting paid an exposure (laughs) it's like yeah it's not that's not really a thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it's not it's not tangible like the, the the core the core like is this you know is this business operating in the black like is you know is it worth is it sustainable is it continuing to go is entirely based on if you confidently competently solve the problem and then have some way of getting new people or if or a way of you know generating revenue such that um it you know it, it doesn't very wildly like then you have a going concern and you're good to go um and updates and things from there are primarily about they're they're slightly defensive i think and they're slightly just things that you kind of just make sure that you don't get left behind um when someone like the biggest risk is someone else comes in and sort of assumes your position because they're they're solving the 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 problem in a more competent way than you were like that's what you're they're like defensive in that way rather than necessarily like an actual productive thing in in and of themselves right exactly and and i like i like your points about like the the visibility of certain updates because like like you know some some of the things that we do like to give you to give to give an example with overcast like i did clip sharing last uh fall sometime i don't even remember when and it was a very quick feature like i did it in you know uh, or in the springtime I, I did it in like a week and it was pretty much done and it got a ton of attention and it, it wasn't on my roadmap nobody was asking for it i didn't plan it i just felt like doing it one day and i just did it and it got tons of attention. And meanwhile, I've been working on Voice Boost 2 for about a year. <laughs> and it's like, it's a huge effort, tons of work, tons of like deep, difficult coding and low level stuff and research and algorithms and all sorts of crazy stuff to, to do what I'm doing there. And when I finally get to release that, almost no one's going to notice. Like, they might notice that, like, oh, we now have a couple more features in the audio settings. <laughs> Or sure. maybe it sounds a bit better, but even no, I mean, nobody noticed the sound quality. Who am I kidding? And so, like, you know, the, I will have worked on that feature for like a year, and it means a lot to me. But I'm under no, de, you know, delusions that it's going to be a big deal marketing wise. It's also going to probably come with AirPlay Two. Again, same kind of thing. Like AirPlay Two is just people expect all apps to be nicely working with their HomePods now if they have one and. It's, it's kind of like a, a defensive or maintenance feature. It's like I, I kind of just have to support AirPlay 2 and it'll start becoming a problem after not too much time if I don't. So I kind of I need it. But like no one's going to give me a big pat on the back for that when the time comes, um, you know, compared to. And, and these are two like huge, difficult, time consuming, you know, fairly expensive to develop features that are going to get almost no congratulations and market recognition at all because most people will notice. It. And I think. This plays on something bigger, which I'll I'll get to in a moment. But first, we are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. You can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. It doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a big, complex system like what Overcast has. Linode is where you should go. They have the fastest hardware and network, outstanding customer support if you ever need any help, and it's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. 
They now have block storage available also in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore, soon to be released in Tokyo. And by the way, that's just a small section of their massive list of data centers where you can host your, your nodes in all sorts of different countries for various needs or performance or whatever else. And they also now have version 4 of their API out of beta and an officially supported Python CLI for nice automation tasks. And Linode is hiring right now. So if you want to learn more and see what they're looking for, go to linode.com slash careers. Now, of course, for their hosting, I've been hosting all my stuff there for about eight or nine years now. I love Linode. It's such a good host, by far my favorite host, and a fantastic value. Their pricing options can suit everyone. Plans start at one gig of RAM servers for just $5 a month. And they have all sorts of stuff above that for various needs, including specialty needs like high memory plans. And they have a special offer for you. As listener of the show, you can go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. Now, on that one gig plan, that could be four months for free. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today at linode.com slash radar, promo code radar2019. Learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show, all of my servers, and Relay FM. So I think one of the other uh, key dynamics of like the effectiveness of promoting or not promoting app updates is it's, it's easy to assume incorrectly that a large portion of the customer base of App Store apps is familiar with and follows the press about apps. And that's not actually a safe assumption. The audience that looks at, you know, assuming you made the biggest deal in the world of your update, if you, you know, wrote about it somewhere, if somebody like Max Stories or Daring Fireball picked it up and linked to it, like whatever, or, or they did their own reviews, like whatever, whatever you can imagine of like, big success of of press of promotion of, of an update you know you post it on your twitter account or what you know whatever you know the app's email list whatever it is that's all going to be still a very small percentage of the people who are out there every day going to the app store and finding apps or the people who are who have your app and are thinking about whether to buy the in-app purchase or whatever it is however you succeed the audience for all that press is a small percentage even if you get featured in the app store the audience of people who browse the editorial sections of the App Store is a small fraction of App Store people, too. So the reality is most people don't follow the Apple press. Most people don't look at the App Store features or just browse the App Store casually every day. Most people go to the App Store when they have a need and they search using generic keywords or the name of your app. And then they find whatever's there that looks free and is well-rated and they download it and that's it, right? So all the promotion that you could do is actually really only reaching a very small percentage. Like, I, I've seen this myself, too. Like, you know, I have, I have my Overcast Twitter account. I have my own Twitter account. I, I, I can write stuff on my blog that can get press if I, need, if I, you know, really put a lot of effort into it and if, if it's really worth it. But I also do a lot of updates where I don't really say anything. <laughs> it just I just put it out there because I get lazy or I forget or I don't think it's really worth tons of promotion because it's not, like, you know, super, you know, high-profile features. And it tends to not really matter. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really see a huge difference between those two approaches uh, in in performance of like how well the app does. Do I get a big boost in sales or anything? Like it it, it almost doesn't matter, uh, it, or it, rather, it matters a lot less than you would assume. Yeah, and I think what's tricky too is it matters like when you do those things, when you aggressively market or you try and really promote. It is, it'll almost, well, if assuming you're you're at all successful with that process, you will likely be 
you will receive sort of sort of some types of positive reinforcement that people will talk about it or link to it or those types of things. And anytime that happens, it feels awesome. Like every, it's still a thrill 11 years into doing this job when someone links to an app that I made and says that they like it. Like that is still at a human level, something that I just, you know, like I love it's, it's great. Um, and I think, but it's true. What's tricky. And I think this is like the, 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 the new, the, the slightly nuanced thing there is like doing a big feature update for me to be able to get that feeling is a really poor, poor reason for me to be implementing a feature or doing work on something. Um, and, and where the, when the reality is, it is primarily a benefit for me. And, um, there's a, you know, some amount of reaching out into, into a, like a very particular niche, um, of, of my user base that if my user base is only, is only those people, then maybe that would make sense. But if you're doing a general purpose app, that's trying to have a big wide audience necessarily, this is going to be such a small sort of sliver of your people. And so it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky to make sure that you don't get stuck in how like it feels good to be well received and you've done all this work and you want it to feel like other people care and that other people are paying attention to you and, like that, you want to have those positive re- reinforcements for all this work that you've just done. Um, when the reality is, it's like it might just be like that was work that you had to do because that was work you had to do, um, or work that you was import was, you know, is defensive or work that uh, maybe you actually didn't need to do and you just thought it was a good idea and you know you may live to regret it down the road. Um, like these are all just just as likely or just as probable um, outcomes of something and. Like, I don't know, it just, it, 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 I think that having a, a clear mind about this kind of stuff, I think it's just a wise place to be, to, to position yourself, to not get too, too stuck in like those types of like, it's so easy to want, to want the accolades or to want someone to say something to you. But the reality, like, I think the more, especially on things like, like the classic, like things that are slightly measurable are, are especially problematic for this, where you have things like Twitter is a, probably the best example for this, where it's like these, something where it is giving you numerical reinforcement. Like you said something <laughs> and then six people liked it and then seven people liked it and then eight people liked it. And you can check that number and you can see it in like, it can make you feel good, but it's kind of ultimately like, I think increasingly, and I'm very much like, I try very hard to sort of push myself away from social media, at least right now, because I feel like it's creating reinforcement, it's creating these reinforcement cycles that aren't actually related to my apps, like that aren't actually related to the day-to-day operation of things that aren't related to what will make my app better. That in many ways, like I were even like in this particular feature, like this, there's a whole bunch of quality of life updates that I did are probably going to be the things that make my actual, like my average user averagely more happy um, rather than like niche features or things that would should, would do well in a press release or show off well um, you know, in a review, like ultimately that's what I'm, I, I should be focused on. And I think in some ways, part of me, I think as I'm talking this through, is like, I, part of why I wanted to do this experiment now is to keep, it's, it's like try and keep myself more focused on those core experiences rather than the things that are shiny and the things that might be able to like give, you know, sort of make me feel good because people are like, Ooh, ah, and that's great, and that's like wonderful for a day or two. But that's not a sustainable like years of years and years of you know day after day getting sufficient downloads and getting sufficient um, you know usership of your app. Like those are the things that are actually going to be important for making this into a like a sustainable thing. 
That's a, yeah, that's a really good point that you just brought up. So like, you know, a lot of updates, like the difference between what matters in a press sense in an update and what matters to your users is often not the same thing. Like it's there, there's often a significant difference there. Like, like another example here, like, you know, I could make some big, you know, feature like clip sharing and overcast, but, and that got a lot of press, but it actually is used by a very small percentage of the user base. Very, very small, way small. Like had I known how small the user base there, the usage of it would have been, I might not have done it. It's, it's that small. So that feature is mattered a lot to the press, but not a lot to the user base. Whereas in my late, in my last update, I totally changed the way accounts are managed in the login screen to really heavily address the issue of people basically losing their account, like losing track of, of an anonymous account without an email address, not being able to log back into it. I completely changed how those are stored, how the authentication works. I, I gave people the option to uh, log into a list of all their previous accounts through CloudKit. Like, it was a huge change, but that changed to the login screen, which is not only boring to begin with, but... If you didn't log out of Overcast, you haven't even seen it yet, right? Yeah. So it's it's a screen that most people, all people see it, but most people don't see it frequently, and it's such a like boring maintenance task. No one cares if you make your login screen better. I was never there was never any chance of me getting press for that update, but it was one of the most important things I could have done because this was a huge pain point for a significant slice of my user base, and I changed it to be significantly better in a way that. No one cares about. No one cares that my login screen now prevents account loss in a, in a very significant way and is easier for people who have edge case account conditions. No one cares. But I had to do it, and it was a major change, and it made my app a lot better. Uh, but you know, I have to pat myself on the back for that. I can't. I can't depend on external validation for that. Yeah, and that's a kind of fix too. It's like what you're solving there is a problem that, like, the person who needs that solution is the person who like got a new phone is or you know for some reason is reinstalling or like maybe hey I, I used to listen to podcasts i don't listen to them anymore maybe i'll go back to that they download the app and then if their initial experience is like what where's all my stuff or like they can't get back into it they're going to go somewhere else or they're not going to do it like it's 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 a feature that actually would have a tangible like there is a there is going to be people for whom that fix that change made the difference like between them continuing to use the app and not. Whereas many of your other, like, like when you get into more minor or niche or these like, you know, sort of more showy features, like they're not going to likely, that's unlikely to be the make or break. Oh, this app doesn't include per podcast um, download settings. Like, okay. Like <laughs> if that's really important to you, like more power to you, but probably that's unlikely to be the thing. Um, you know, that, that, that's going to be it or search or and many of these things. Like, it's just, it's interesting how, yeah, like it, the, the, the grunt work is probably the more important work, um, in the sense of like keeping the app really like keep, keeping things moving forward. Like I spent, I, in Xcode 11, we got all these great new tools for launch time optimization, um, that they announced at WDC, which is super cool, by the way. Like I love seeing this and, um, seeing how it like all like in a really detailed way, I can understand the launching of my app. And I did a whole bunch of work with that and it made like half to my app launch time in Phenomena Plus Plus. Hopefully no one ever notices. Hopefully from their perspective, it's like the app's just better. Like, and I'm not sure if I'll like, you know, like there's no accolades for that, but that's a useful update. So I don't know if that's, 
it's like those are the kinds of things that I think increasingly I'm trying to focus on that it's like I want to polish and refine and then be okay with just letting something hang out for a little while and not feel like I have to constantly be like thinking of grand new big features um, that I need to work on that I can just get things in a good in a good quality way do the maintenance as I need to and you know then focus on other things either other things in my life or other apps or whatever that might be but not like don't, don't just be chasing accolades by making fl- flashy features. Yeah, it, almost like in some ways, I feel like there's actually a, almost an inverse correlation between like how flashy a feature is versus how much you should probably do it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes they line up. Sometimes you get something that is flashy, but also gives you new customers on a sustained basis or keeps your existing customers much happier for longer. But most of the time, people don't care and they just want your app to be continually updated with stuff that they they don't even think to ask for or they don't think they need to ask for like os compatibility updates and uh, and just move on with their lives and like the fact that you are kind of like you know asking for publicity or or yelling about how great your your you know compatibility update is it's almost like it's it's just so i guess antithetical to to what people actually want and expect yeah and they just want the app to work and to not in, in many ways probably not not think about it like the best kind of design is the kind of design you don't notice that it's just it's just exactly what you expect exactly where you would expect it and it just works and if it if you can accomplish that like that's way that like that's a great goal and that's something that if, you know like is worth being is is worth set, set, setting as your desire i think yeah exactly all right well thank you for listening everybody Uh, And have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. here. And uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye.